BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. Another world. Another time. In the age of wonder. There was once a dream. You could only whisper it. Anything more than a whisper. And it would vanish. A battle between good and evil. You don't know the power of the dark side. Where shall I find a new adversary so close to my own level? Try the local sewer. You know of the rebellion against the Empire? The Avengers. Earth's mightiest heroes. Peace means having a bigger stick than the other guy. One of these days, I'm going to have a stick of my own. I'm Groot. Welcome to the Neverland Podcast. The podcast for lovers of Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars. I'm glad you're here to tell us these things. Please welcome your host, Jeremy. I thought he'd be taller. Yeah, I can fly. All it takes is faith and trust. Well, if it isn't the star-spangled man with a plan, what is your plan today? Up to Neverland! Take your pixie out of your pockets, Neverlanders. Sprinkle some pixie dust around. Grab that happiest thought and prepare to take flight to Neverland with me, your spider pan Jeremy, head lost boy here. And boy, have I got a lot to tell you about. And I got just a little bit of time to tell you in. Lost Boy Eric will be joining us later to tell us a little bit more about his trip to Walt Disney World from a few months ago. He didn't get the chance to finish telling the story. He'll be along later to tell us some of that story. I pre-recorded with him, and I wanted to wait until today to get the rest of the show together because... San Diego Comic-Con is going wrong right now, and though I do have my issues with them feeling like they're the only Comic-Con that matters, it really shouldn't be that way, uh, there's been a lot of movie trailers released today, even some game trailers this week. There's so much to talk about that I wanted to dive in. Uh, well, I'm, I'm going to maybe do the trailer park right away, but I guess I do have to talk about some of the elephants in the room. Uh, I don't know that we've really gotten to dive too far into into Batu being a major planet in the Star Wars universe in Thrawn's Alliance. Uh, but the major elephant really in the room uh, as of last night, I guess it was, or this morning, was James Gunn's firing from Disney uh, due to some tweets that are about 10 years old about things that are just not funny. And I'm not going to get into because this is, well, a family-friendly type of podcast. And uh, what uh, James Gunn was joking about is not a family-friendly topic. And so 
I want to leave it alone. I just want to address that it has happened. And so now we don't know the future of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. It was set to begin production. And we do know that a script was written already by James Gunn. But now he's gone. So are they going to keep that script and just bring a different director in? Are they going to rewrite? We don't know. This all has just happened, and there's some blame games going through on how these tweets were leaked out, and, well, he's apologized for him, so maybe it shouldn't matter. Sounds like something that's gone in the political arena before. I don't know. I don't want to bring the show down, so I'm just going to address the elephant in the room, say, look, there's an elephant, and move on to the fun in the trailer park. So let's go to the trailer park. Mama, now the gator got in the house. Now the gator? Give me that the Neverland Trailer Park. My mom's note to Scrooge said she took the spear, Celine. If we can find the spear, maybe we'll find out what happened to her and uncover Scrooge's greatest mystery. I'm trying to protect my brothers from finding out something that could upset them. How could you keep this from us? She's our mom. The ghosts of Clan MacDuck loom large here. At last, a vanquishing for the ages, a final clash between the sorceress of the shadows and the world's greatest adventurer, Scrooge Mc... Wait, what? <laughs> Come on, guys, ducks don't back down. Guys, what's the fact? They're moving tomorrow? Okay, okay, one of us needs to stay calm here. So, you... Experimental race cars. Ah! Lasers! Airplanes? You bet, old friend. Tis I who lead this fearsome crew with dagger, swagger, daring do. He's the famous pirate captain, Don Carnage. And now we dance. Ha! Did anyone get any of that? It's mostly context clues. We get like every third word. Nope. Completely unintelligible. Time for this. <laughs> the Barksian modulator. Oh. You mad scientist? Whoa. He sounds so normal. Rubber baby buggy bumpers, rubber baby buggy bumpers, rubber baby buggy bumpers. <laughs> wow. Never been able to say that before. <clears throat> As I was saying, Uncle Scrooge is in trouble, and it's up to us to help him. I've been very fortunate to be in, in big movies and, you know, very popular movies and critically acclaimed movies and rewards. But uh, you got to do your homework. You got to bring your A-game when you're trying to be Donald Duck. When you're trying to be any duck. But when you're trying to be Donald Duck, you cannot mess around. You cannot mess around. And really trying to find the id. You know, trying to find the center of, of the duck. What makes a duck tick? What does a duck want? 
uh, what will a duck sacrifice for what he wants? And these are questions that people have been pondering for, for many, many centuries. I'm not the first person to, to, to go into duck philosophy, obviously. So I did that, uh, and then I ate exclusively duck uh, for, I don't know, about a month, which would seem counterintuitive to playing a duck, but I wanted it to be infused with duck. I wanted duck coming out of my pores. I wanted it to be duck head to toe, bill to, f- to webbed foot. I did not wear pants. Uh, nothing. Nothing from the bottom. I have shoes because, you know, it's rough outside. You got to work. They were stretching. There was deep breathing. Rubber baby buggy bumpers. Rubber, rubber baby buggy bumpers. Rubber baby buggy bumpers. But I got there. I got there. And I feel like you see the results on the screen. Adventures in our blood. We face down perilous foes and endless danger every day. But we always prevail because these ducks don't back down. DuckTales. <laughs> DuckTales, I am so behind. I, I haven't really watched much of this first season. It's all in my DVR. But they're previewing the second season, and we even found out that Don Cheadle is going to be Donald Duck for at least an episode. I don't know if it's sticking around, uh, but I've seen a clip now that they put a device down Donald's throat because they can't understand a word he says, and suddenly he gets Don Cheadle's voice, which is really funny, but it also seems to alter the character a little bit. So uh, I don't I don't know, but I mean, it's, it's funny for at least an episode. I hope they didn't do it for longer than that. But with this little preview of this season in DuckTales, we can see Magicka Dispel coming in. We're dealing also with Huey, Dewey, and Louie's mother, and I'm almost worried that they've got Huey, Dewey, and Louie's mother as Magicka. It almost seems like they maybe went that direction. We also got to hear a little bit of uh, the new Don Carnage. Okay, if I'd never heard Jim Cummings do it, I guess I'd be thinking, that's perfect. I mean, he's, he sounds good for the character, but I don't know. I, I It's not Jim Cummings. I guess that's the only thing I would say. I, I can't say anything bad about his performance, but he's just not Jim Cummings. Uh, and also, sort of the voice with Magic and Dispel. You know, it's really hard to replace the original voices in my eyes. But you know what? These actors are doing a good job, so let's give them credit for what they're doing with these characters. A uh, lot of interesting things happening, even a little bit of Darkwing Duck hinting there. Uh, so, yes, DuckTales. Woohoo! What is happening to our city, Yuri? I don't know. Feels like the end of the world. Maybe it is. Peter Parker, how the hell are you? The city is in danger. It needs our help. All of our help. All right, well, call the play, coach. Gang of costume nutjobs is taking the city apart piece by piece. Time I return the favor. This is opportunity knocking. You know the closer you get to them, the more you become a target, right? The closer I get, the better chance we have to stop them. I've ordered Silver Sable and her team to shoot you on sight. This city's had enough of your vigilantism. You're officially an enemy of the people. Come on, Peter! I mean, you have like a cell phone in your 
your pot pockets or something? Okay, so yeah, I know this is this trailer is a little different. This is a video game, but holy gummy bears! <laughs> Except for this isn't gummy bears. This is the new Spider-Man game, and I tell you what, this oh, it's it's a it's a marathon of bad guys, and I'm excited. Uh, and I'm gonna leave that at that. Uh, you can put a reservation down in various stores. Uh, I've put five dollars down at a Best Buy. I'm gonna have to save buy up a little bit, I guess, a little bit at a time, and you know, <laughs> and get this thing because it's a Spider-Man game and it looks great. And I did get to see the original costume in this trailer, so uh, that gets me excited. Uh, okay, so. Next trailer. I'm scared, Professor Dumbledore. Everyone is scared of something. Ridiculous! Newt? You're up next. That's an unusual one. What Mr. Scamander fears above everything else is... Having to work in an office, sir. <laughs> Go ahead, Newt. Ridiculous! Magic blooms. Only in rare souls. Skulk in shadows. But the old ways serve us no longer. I take it. You've heard the rumors. Grindelwald had a vision that he would rise to dominance over the wizarding world. So you're asking me to help hunt him down? I can't move against Grindelwald. It has to be you. In your shoes, I'd probably refuse to. It's late. Good evening, Newt. Oh, come on. You underestimate your talents, Mr. Scamander. Arrogance is a key to our victory. Muggles are not lesser. Not disposable. You're too good, Newt. You never met a monster you couldn't love. Commander. Do you think Dumbledore will mourn for you? Are you a ghost? No, I'm alive. But I'm an alchemist and therefore immortal. Oh. Nicola Flamel. Jacob Kowalski. Oh. Oh, 
You don't look a day over 375. Fantastic piece, The Crimes of Grindelwald. We knew this was coming, even from the, the last one. This looks great. Uh, I am quite excited. Uh, you know, it doesn't really give a whole lot more of the plot other than Dumbledore is not quite able to confront Grindelwald himself, and at least not at this time. I guess we're going to get a little bit more into that, I mean, probably because of the relationship they had had previously. Uh, Dumbledore can't bring himself to face Grindelwald, I guess, perhaps. We might get a little bit of that more development uh, in this film. I, I'm expecting that, but he's sending Newt Scamander, one of his favorite students, I guess, uh, to go and help deal with Grindelwald. So, yes, this looks exciting, uh, but oh, let's turn our eyes back to TV. The name's Rex. But you'll call me Captain or Sir. War does not come with a guarantee. No soldier gets the promise of safety. My designation is Trooper 27 5555, sir. We call him Fives. I'm Heavy. This is Echo. I'm Commander Cody, your new boss. Sir, yes, sir! Looks like we got ourselves a batch of shinies, Commander. Look around. We are one and the same. Same heart, same blood. Your training is in your blood. And my blood's boiling for a fight. I have any idea what you done is our war. This can't be good. We need to pull back. Get on the portals. If we can draw them out, we can see them. If we can see them, we can hit them. so important that you brought us all the way back here. Hello, Master. It's been a while. Okay, so this is specifically for the Disney streaming service, The Clone Wars... Star Wars is going to have at least 12 more episodes. Now, I'm a little confused because uh, there was, like on the, the DVD sets, I guess there was an entire season that was never aired on television. And I guess what this is is a season even beyond that because they don't feel that like they really got the chance to wrap up their stories. So there's more to be told. Uh, maybe this will connect to something in the beginning of the Ahsoka novel. Because uh, there's there's a whole other storyline, and I never quite finished reading that book. I have, just haven't had that kind of time. So there's something going on with that. I guess we're going to see a little bit of that. Uh, I don't know exactly when this streaming service is launching, but 
Star Wars The Clone Wars will be a part of it, and I'll bet the entire series will be on there, so you can go back and watch the entire thing. We still, as as of yet, of me recording, have not seen anything of Resistance yet. You've run from foster homes in six counties. I can take care of myself. When you're 18, give these people a chance, because that's what they're giving you. This is Billy Batson. Make sure you make him feel at home. They seem nice, but don't buy it. It gets real Game of Thrones around here. Dude, just messing around. You look at me and you're like, why so dark? You're a disabled foster kid, you've got it all. If you could have one superpower, what would you pick? Everybody chooses flight. You know why? So they can fly away from this conversation. No, because heroes fly. What, you need your fake family to stand up for you? Hey! Man, sorry about that. Go, go, go! Grab it! Get out the way! Billy Batson. I choose you as champion. Hello? Say my name so my powers may flow through you. But I don't know your name, sir. Shazam! Wait, for real? Say okay! Shazam? This means Billy! What is happening? You're the only person I know that knows anything about this Cape Crusader stuff. Can I? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's crazy, right? What are your superpowers? Superpowers, dude? I don't even know how to pee in this thing. AM to the BM, BM to the AM. You have super strength. BM, you just got Can you fly? If I quit your BM, I still rock my savings If I quit this season, Whoa. I still be my You okay? Why are you talking? BM. Sit down. You know, I don't think that's going to buff out. Your phone charged. Your phone charged. The hell? You're like a bad guy, right? Shazam! You have bullet immunity! I'm bulletproof. <laughs> you're dead. Sorry about your window, but night. you're welcome for not getting robbed. Oh, hey, what's up? I'm a superhero. All right, a couple films now from the DC Universe, and I think they're finally hitting their stride. Shazam! Uh, I was kind of like, oh, this could be fun before, you know, and then I kind of got a little excited with Zachary Levi playing Shazam. I thought that sounded like a lot of fun, and this movie does look like a lot of fun. It's kind of colorful and a little goofy, and everything that a Shazam, a Shazam movie should be, in my eyes, having not been somebody who's ever read the character in any of the comic books, but there's just a, a fun 
side of this of having a you know kid who suddenly turns into this Superman style hero. Uh, so this sounds like a lot of fun. I'm pretty excited for this. Uh, Zachary Levi can be very very funny. We know him of course from Tangled, and of course I'm a big fan of uh, the series Chuck. Which only just this week did I get the joke of him flashing while Morgan was zooming because of CW's Flash series. I I get the joke finally this week. So. <laughs> Uh, I'm pretty excited for this one, but uh, here's the doozy that I know uh, Jeff was waiting for. My father was a lighthouse keeper. My mother was a queen. But life is a way of bringing people together. He could unite our worlds one day. Check it out. Arthur is talking to the fish. King Orm is about to declare war upon the surface world. The only way to stop this war is for you to take your rightful place as king. Trust me, I am no king. You do your best thinking when you're not thinking at all. That was the worst pep talk ever. I want to strap in. because you're of two different worlds. That is exactly why you are worthy. That was awesome. A war is coming to the surface, and I'm bringing the wrath of the seven seas with me. We're here. What are you doing? Wait, wait, wait. Redheads, you gotta love them. Aquaman. I, I know Aquaman gets a lot of crap for being, oh, he's the guy that talks to fish. I've even seen a how it should have ended joke with Aquaman. But Aquaman is actually pretty cool. And I think this movie is going to show that Aquaman is cooler than anyone's given him credit for. Uh, I think Jason Momoa was very entertaining in Justice League as Aquaman. So it's cool to see this full movie. Uh, this looks really, you know, kind of fantastic in a lot of levels. And I'm actually pretty excited. This looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. So whether you're a fan of Aquaman or not, I think you're going to have a good time with this film. It looks like it's going to be fun. Uh, this this did a lot to uh, impress me and get me fairly excited for this movie. So uh, I was kind of looking forward to it, too. I wanted to see what they could do with an Aquaman movie to kind of redeem what the Big Bang Theory television series has done to the reputation of Aquaman. Uh, but uh, are all these trailers aside... 
It's time to dive right in with our conversation with uh, Gospel Eric. Uh, we're going to pick up where he had left off uh, at Epcot uh, and some of the fun adventures at Epcot that he had moving into the Magic Kingdom. Uh, we're not even going to get through the entire trip this episode. We're going to have to come back to it. Uh, next week's episode's a little up in the air, a little weird, because uh, I am going to have to travel out of town uh, to go to that conference that I've been telling you about, the Radio Talent Systems. That's going to be good for my career and future. Uh, and then the, the weekend after that, I'll be still at the conference. So I'm not sure how I'm going to put this together, but uh, it's going to get interesting for a while. Uh, but also, hey, if you want to have some good Disney fun and information, we got a pretty good shout out over at The Real Brian Show. So make sure you go and check that out and take a listen. Uh, we had a listener on there. Uh, we call her the Green Butterfly. Uh, she had a great trip uh, down to Walt Disney World and told some really cool stories of some neat things that she's gotten to see and learn and do. Uh, so I really enjoyed listening and uh, it'd be fun to have her on to tell us her story of going to Walt Disney World as well, because I love hearing, you know, people's different ad adventures at the parks. Also want to take this moment to point out, yes, there were ads and you probably heard an ad in front of this episode and there's going to be an ad here at the end of the episode might be one in the middle. I have now monetized this podcast because I need this podcast to really start paying for itself. So I'm putting some ads in. Uh, I've signed with a company to, you know, they'll, they'll just plug these ads in. So I should get something for that. I don't know if it's much, but it helps. Uh, if you don't want to hear these ads, if you become a Patreon supporter, for just a dollar a month, you can download, you'll get a completely personal RSS feed for you to have alone where you get no ads. And you'll have every episode opened up to you. Eventually, I'm still, you know, backlogging and re-uploading and everything. Uh, right now, I've brought every episode back, everything iTunes will allow. Because uh, I know, I think once I, you get over like 200, 300, they start cutting you off a little bit, I think. Uh, but I've got episodes opening up now to where you can listen to the back episodes again with ads. But if you want to go without ads, become a Patreon supporter and you can listen without ads, plus any bonus things that I throw in there for you specifically for the Patreon support. So that is out there. Also, I have started streaming on YouTube again, playing Disney's Kingdom Hearts 1.5. I learned from Eric that I had goofed. I didn't need to be fighting the Cerberus that I was stuck trying to fight and I couldn't figure out how to kill. I'm too low level. That's why I couldn't beat him. But I needed to go through the Tarzan level and do that. And I have now completed the Tarzan. That is up on YouTube if you want to go and check it out. I'm on my way back to Traverse City. Uh, I'm, I'm gaining up level. So eventually I'm going to come back to that Cerberus and I'm going to show that dog who's boss three times over, one for each head. So I'm back on that. We're also having fun on our Twitch channel. Uh, I got to make sure I got links to all this. Uh, but if you search for Neverland Podcast on Twitch or on YouTube, you will find us. And on Twitch, uh, we were having some fun. We were playing Star Trek bridge crew uh played some guild wars uh with some people uh it wasn't necessarily family friendly had one guy i was playing with who uh dropped an f-bomb here and or there sorry about that uh i was thinking about putting that video up on our youtube channel but i might have to put that on my personal channel because if somebody cusses on there that's okay it's my personal channel i don't have a specific target audience uh, that's also where i put videos from games that i might you know might be a bit more mature uh that i play so uh, i want to go and check that out my personal channel of course is glueband g-l-u-b-a-n-d and you can find if you want to see any of the videos that i've posted of like resident evil 7 or things like that uh but anyways we need to get right on with eric i feel like i've been talking a long time and this is going to be a long episode uh get ready for some fun i'm not sure exactly how it's going to work for next week we'll probably have eric come in and finish telling us this week and then 
then the following week I might just have to go and give you some uh, audio from from a convention or something. Uh, we might even have more trailers to talk about by next weekend because wow. All right, but anyways, let's just get this thing going. To Disney and beyond. All right, so now Lost Boy Eric is back with us again. Uh, I know you didn't hear Hi. him at the beginning of the show, but uh, I'm having to record things a little awkwardly and a little different, but um, we haven't gotten to hear the rest of your story about your trip. Uh, and it's been, Oh, my goodness, no. It's been even a few months now, I guess. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's been a while. We're, we're kind of getting late on this. This was like an anniversary trip, and then... We're a little uh, behind on hearing the rest of what happened. Uh, last we left off, you were just going into Epcot. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and, and in fact, today's actually uh, three months and a day since I came home from my trip. So, but it's still still fresh in my mind, though. Uh, as I was saying earlier, earlier that day we had spent uh, the bulk of our day at Animal Kingdom, and then we went over to Hollywood Studios. Uh, but here we are. Finally, we're getting into Epcot. Now, Epcot is a place that I have dreamed of visiting ever since I was uh, knee high to a grasshopper. Seven years old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seven years old when it opened up. My grandparents got to you know visit it, and they brought me back a, uh, a souvenir book, and I just poured over every image, and I, I absolutely fell in love with uh, you know all of the pictures because that was the only way to really experience it. Sure, there was the occasional you know. Uh, television special about it but you know this was the first real concrete thing that i had to actually you know really know what epcot was um and i mentioned last time how you know all of the tv specials would open up showing mickey on top of spaceship earth you know, i always wondered what that was so and i'd seen it a couple days previously as we've been driving back and forth but now was finally the time to enter into epcot oh my word i i i I can't even tell you the feeling of giddiness that came over me as we walked through those turnstiles, or not even through turnstiles, through the gates. Uh, we we saw the uh, planner there for the Flower and Garden Festival. We saw the, um, oh, I'm suddenly blanking out on the little monuments that they have on the side. Uh, leave a legacy monuments. But there is Spaceship Earth and all of its course sitting there right in front of me. Was it bigger uh, than it you thought it would be? Bit. Um, yeah, well, no, that, that's difficult to answer. Yes and no. You know, I knew it was a massive thing. I knew it was going to be larger than what I expected. I, I, I don't know how to answer that, Jeremy. I, you know, quite honestly, it was a, a pretty spectacular thing to see. Um, and I was really, you know, this was kind of the culmination of everything I've been waiting for as far as what a trip to Disney World actually is and you know it just met every expectation of mine um and of course that was the first thing that we went straight to ride once we got there the fact that there was a torrential downpour going on <laughs> at the moment uh, certainly uh was not uh was a factor as well but uh you know we walked on and there was less than a five minute wait for that ride and uh you know we 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 got right on um of course, uh, Spaceship Earth, it's a, it, it's a story about communication, about the tools that we use to communicate, uh, how alphabets were developed, how people communicated through the centuries. And, of course, we all know uh, Spaceship Earth is one of those original 1982 uh, 
attractions from when Epcot opened. Yeah. It has been through a few revisions over the years. Uh, now it's got Dame Judi Dench uh, narrating your journey through history. Um, I finally get the joke about the Phoenicians and thanking them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I've ever heard uh, the joke about the Phoenicians and thanking them, but... Well, it, 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 it's kind of just uh, kind of more of a meme among Disney fans, you know, talking about how if you can read this, thank the Phoenicians. Oh, yeah. OK. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, I, I now understand the, the burning smell that <laughs> yeah. they talked about as you're riding through the ride. And, you know, the, the only downside was uh, my wife and I sat in the back row and there was an individual in front of us. Towards the beginning of the ride, there's an opportunity for your picture to be taken. Well, I sat and posed and tried to get into frame. My wife did the same. The person in front of us was waving her hands wildly. So when the picture actually got taken, uh, instead of my face, you could see a palm. (laughs) Which is important because the end of the ride, um, it gives you kind of a vision of the future uh, of you know technology and communication, and it has you as a active participant in this vision, and in my place was a hand. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Uh, you know, but it, it it was it was great. Um, we we uh, spent a little bit of time uh, in the um, uh, sponsor area there. Of course, it's uh, it's a semen sponsored attraction, so there's a lot of technology and communication type equipment there. There's a little driving game. Um, But you know what? We were running out of daylight, and we really wanted to see as much as we could of Epcot before it got too dark. Uh, Fortunately, by this time, the rain had ended. Uh, We stopped in a little art uh, store just off to the – let's see. I need to get my – just off to the west – no, to the east of – Oh, man, I really am getting my directions confused. Anyhow, there's a little art store that's there. And uh, we walked in and we got to peek at some of the artwork. There's a lot of a lot of stitch artwork, which really surprised me. Um, but the one thing that caught my eye as I entered that store was a limited edition Funko Pop of a little dragon. Yeah, Figment. <laughs> Figment. That I, I absolutely had to get that. Yeah, and it's a good thing you did because it's no longer available. Oh, no! Yeah, unless you go and you want to pay like 40, 50 bucks on eBay or other places. They no longer oh, have those Spider-Man ears available online. I don't know if it's still available at the at the parks. You can't go in hmm. onto the Disney Shops uh, website either and find those Mickey Mouse ears uh, of Spider-Man. Hmm. So, yeah, it's a good thing you got that figment when you could because <laughs> I've been looking for one online and everywhere is expensive because I'd like to get one still. Well, I, I'm well. I'm, I'm definitely glad I got it when I did. Yes. You know, uh, we, we we visited uh, downtown Disney a few weeks later, and I noticed that they still had several uh, figments there. So I don't know. I, I may have to uh, you know hop on a plane and just check it out again. Yeah, I bet they sold out pretty fast because it was mm. apparently it was limited just for the celebration of the 35th anniversary of Epcot. Oh wow! Because I, well, I, well. I was thinking about you know I have some friends at my church they're about to head down there and I was thinking about you know buying some Disney gift cards and send them with them and say here could you get me a figment you know Funko Pop while you're down there and I was like well let's make sure they're still available and it doesn't look like they are so. Mm. Well, you know, 
I'm glad I got it, uh, and hopefully I'll have another opportunity to pick up another one. Yeah, I still may see if I can get them to buy me one of those alien Toy Story alien cups. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Exactly. I want one. <laughs> well, you know, we after visiting the store, uh, we decided to move on. Um, we started making our way towards the Imagination Pavilion, when out of the corner of my eye, I spotted a little store, a little uh, place that I just needed to stop at. I knew this was my destiny. And this was, you know, aside from getting to see Spaceship Earth, I had to stop at this little store. You mean a little you know, shop? Experience. A little shop of horrors, yeah, perhaps? it's a little shop. No, <laughs> no, no horrors. No horrors at all. Uh, just a, a shop with Beverly. Have you ever heard of Beverly? Is this where you go and you can get some very strange sodas? Yes. yes. Uh, Club Cool. Club Cool. It's actually yes. a, a Coca-Cola store. And they've got fountains set up with about six different drinks from around the world. Uh, there's uh, Inca Cola, which tastes a bit like bubble gum. There's a raspberry-flavored drink. There's uh, Melon Frosty Fanta, which is great. Hmm. But they also have... Uh, you know, encourage people to take what's called the Beverly Challenge. Now, the Beverly is an aperitif from Italy uh, with a very unique uh, taste. So you, you got to neek up on it, unique up on it to try it? Huh? Okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Part of an old rabbit joke, I'll tell you later. <laughs> or else it neeks up on you. Um, most people... Who try the Beverly and and the the intention is you know, try and drink as much as you can. Now you've only got a little, oh, well, I wouldn't even say a Dixie cup size cup uh, to try these different flavors. But uh, I went ahead, tried the Beverly. Actually, I gave it to my wife first. You held your nose, you closed your eyes, first. you took a drink. <laughs> didn't know if it was day or night. <laughs> I started kissing every. Oh no, no, not there. I didn't start kissing everything inside. Well, you can kiss your wife, uh, you know. Well, at least I didn't kiss a cop down on forty or forty third and five. <laughs> Anyhow, my wife was not entirely pleased with the um, with, with with the with the flavor. It, it did not strike her as anything that was readily enjoyed. Me, I gulped mine down in one sip and had a great huge smile. <laughs> Now, are you the type of person that you can eat horseradish sauce on things? I hate horseradish. Okay. I, I'm not a very savory individual. Um, so for me, I didn't mind it. But, but then again, I quickly had another uh, Inca Cola to wash the taste <laughs> down too. <laughs> so it's not something you're going to go and try to refresh yourself with. No, no. I mean, it, it, it's an aperitif. And, you know, really what that means is it's something there to cleanse the palate. Huh. Uh, it's not there for refreshment. So you just clean out every other taste in your mouth, including everything you ate for breakfast. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you no longer taste your Mickey waffles. True. I don't know that you want to stop tasting the Mickey waffles because that's, you know, it's Mickey waffles. Yeah, and, and they're waffles. Exactly. <laughs> well, you know, we, we, we enjoyed Club Cool and uh, we did walk out and we started making our way to the Imagination Pavilion. Uh, we found out while we were there that there is a butterfly exhibit, you know, going on during the Flower and Garden Festival. Well, sure. It had closed, but we uh, kept a mental, mental note that it was there. 
And we walked around and made our way over to the Imagination Pavilion. Now, again, this is someplace I've seen in books. I've watched uh, YouTube videos. I was prepared for how it would look. My wife was not quite as prepared as I was. As we rounded the corner, uh, you see a little bit of uh, uh, kind of an inlet coming in from uh, the big lake there in Epcot. And surrounding this inlet, there's flower beds, very colorful, very bright, uh, and, you know, just right there in front of the Imagination Pavilion. And it's, uh, you know, it's just one of those sites that, you know, I've seen this a million times. I'm here now. This is it's indescribable at that point. Yeah, that's something definitely when we, if we ever get to where we can be frequent visitors, I know my wife is definitely going to check that out. Mm-hmm. Well, and uh, fortunately we had the opportunity last week to hear a lot about the original Journey into Imagination. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, fig, uh, yeah, Journey into Imagination. Yep. Uh, of course, what I got to experience was Journey into Your Imagination with Figment, which is very different from the original Riot and Concept. Yes, indeed. Um, however, uh, we there was absolutely no wait for us to get on. Um, <laughs> that surprised me. <laughs> and again, it, it's it's nothing that, surpri- that surprised me because I've seen videos of this multiple times in the past. Um, yeah, Figment's a little bit more annoying rather than... Uh, Endearing. And dear, yeah. um, you know, which which is an unfortunate side effect of the the changes that took place. But you know, it's still it's fun. It's a good way to introduce kids to the senses. Um, it reuses some of the uh, old architecture from Journey into Imagination, minus Figment, um, and uh, you know, it, it's it is what it is. Yeah, you know, it's uh, kind of an outdated. Uh, concept at this time i'd love to be able to see something new something you know more um in line with the original dream finder yeah. uh, attraction but uh you know it is what it is it's good you know I'll, I'll definitely write it again and i'll take my kids on it um you know and still even though figment's a little bit more less and <laughs> less enamoring um <laughs> yeah it's still figment you know it's it's uh you know, Dave Golds did a great job voicing Figment, and, you know, there, there's something about that little purple dragon that I just love, regardless. Yeah, he's just got that childish delight. <laughs> exactly. There we go. <laughs> uh, after uh, exiting uh, after exiting Journey into Your Imagination with Figment, we uh, got to visit the Image Works, uh, which is now entirely on the bottom floor. Of course, there are a few interactive exhibits. They had, uh, uh, I want to say, they had something like a theremin to play, where you could put your arms out and make music with the motions of your arms. Um, And then, you know, some Photoshop type of uh, activities as well. Um, Really, it's geared towards uh, children. And so we made our way outside, and I introduced my wife to the jumping fountains. Oh, fun. You know, these are fountains where there's streams of water jumping from one pool to another, back and forth and all around. And, you know, there's there's some of that at Disneyland. There's there's actually one area at, in uh, uh, Tinkerbell's uh, waiting line where water does jump back and forth across ponds and over the walkway that you're on. But this, you know, it, of course, was something that was uh, designed with the imagination pavilion in mind and and again it's just something that hearing my grandparents talk about it um 
wow, 30 years ago. Wow. Um, you know, it was just something that really entranced me as a kid. And, you know, it is, again, just one of those things that you just have to see. Um, we then made our way over to uh, the sea with Nemo and friends. And we got to ride the uh, Nemo ride there. It's very similar to the uh, submarine ride at Disneyland, except instead of riding out in a submarine, you're actually riding in a clamshell, <laughs> kind of like the Little Mermaid. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the, the cue for that was really interesting because it kind of starts you out on a beach. And before you realize it, you're no longer on the beach. You're actually underwater. If you look up, you can see a boat up above you and you can see... You know, the uh, motion, well, not the motion of waves, but, you know, the lighting is set to look like uh, uh, ripples up above you. Yeah, probably also similar to what they do in the the Voyage of the Little Mermaid, or is that what they call it, Voyage it, of the Little Mermaid? Uh. It could be, you know, I'm afraid I didn't get a chance to see that. Hmm. But uh, yeah, there, there's some similar things in, uh, in Ariel's uh uh, adventure at Undersea uh, adventure. Yeah. Whatever they yeah. call it. <laughs> I should know <laughs> these things, but, you know, having not been there, I guess. <laughs> well, and, and I've been there, and I really should know these things. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, like I said, it's very much uh, the same uh, video uh, elements that you have at uh, Disneyland with uh, uh, the submarine voyage with Nemo and friends, but it includes the Big Blue World song that uh, is now used in the musical mm -hmm. over at Animal Kingdom. You know, plus it does have these images projected into the huge aquarium there. Uh, unfortunately, after we got off the ride there, we didn't do very much at the seas. We uh, got to see the manatees. Oh, the humanities. Well, we they have manatees. Manatees in Epcot or in, in at Epcot? Yes, I did not know this. Mm -hmm. Okay, so a quick side note. Heather has been saying to me that before she turns 40, she wants to see manatees. There were three manatees within the uh, aquarium. Hot diggity dog, there is my inn. I can get her all <laughs> on board with going to Walt Disney World before she's 40. <laughs> and they were not wearing t-shirts. <laughs> were any of them named Barbara? Hello, VeggieTale fans. I'm afraid not. Not that I'm aware of. <laughs> we'll call one Barbara just for fun. <laughs> Barbara Manatee, you are the one for me. Now, I, we, we certainly could have spent more time there, but um, again, we're, we're looking at just how little time we've actually got for this little trip. Um, and so, and, and I know that I would have liked to have explored the seas more, and that's something that I'm uh, keeping in my back pocket for the next time that we go. It's the same thing with the land. We didn't even have a chance to step into that pavilion um, and go out and live in with the land or ride their version of Soaring Around the World. Well, you know, it's the land that we all know, so... <laughs> <laughs> no, this land is my land. Uh, this man, land is your land. <laughs> so, yes. But, yeah, you know, it's... It, it, you you know that area, so it's okay. You can miss it. No, but although I'm sure it'd be really great, I would actually like to see the greenhouses because I think that's where they grow all the food. When you stay on resort property, the apples are delicious. Oh, my goodness. That's like the best apples well, I've had, I think, weren't there on resort property. 
I would have a couple of apples and a, and a thing of milk uh, when we'd come home from every time or come back to the resort from the parks. I'd felt refreshed and I was ready to just rest and, and wake up in the morning prepared to do it all over again. It's so wait, wait, wait. These, these, these apples weren't uh, given to you by a peddler woman wearing a black co- uh, cloak with a long, crooked nose. Oh, no. We did see her. She was giving Snow White a scary adventure, but I, I hear she's been kicked out and she's knocking on the door. Uh, but, yeah, uh-huh. these were over. Uh, we, we stayed in the... Um, Oh, the Pop Century uh, Resort, and they have the nice, of course, little food court area that you can go and get your breakfast and stuff, and I'd go in there when we came back, and I'd get myself a, a little thing of sliced apples and a jug of milk and just eat that, and I, I, I tell you what, it did wonders for me. It was so good. <laughs> so I would like to go into those greenhouses and see them actually growing and see what they're doing to take care of those uh, their fruit because they're, you know, it's good stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Definitely. Well, while we avoided that, we did uh, – my wife recalled a friend telling her that the uh, caramel corn available at the German pavilion was really good. Now, I had an idea of where the German pavilion was, and there's a long way to it and a short way to it. Hmm. Now, again, I'm trying to get the most out of the day. My wife – it's been a long day for her, and so she's she's kind of getting tired and ready to you know head back to the hotel – so I choose the long way. Took the long way home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and so we we walked through, um, and not paying too much attention, but we did walk through uh, World Showcase. And we started at Great Britain and worked our way through uh, France or Can- yeah, France and Canada. Um, Mor- no, Morocco's on. Oh. Anyhow, we, we did work our way around. Uh, we did stop at the American Pavilion, uh, the American Adventure, rather, to get some dinner. Um, because Food and Garden Festival was going on, they had a lot of uh, little vendors out there selling uh, different uh, uh, food options. My wife stopped to get some uh, barbecued pork, mm-hmm. uh, whereas I went around to the other side of the American Pavilion to the uh, – oh, goodness, I don't even call the name of the restaurant, but it, it's the main restaurant off to – one side of the pavilion where uh, you can uh, – they've got several different American options available. And I actually, for that, while I was waiting for my wife to get her dinner, I pulled up my app for uh, Disney World. And I realized that, you know what, I can use this mobile ordering service for this restaurant. Um, I was able just to go – oh, hello? I'm, I'm, I'm looking it up. I'm trying to Google it real quick. <laughs> <laughs> on the Disney food blog. Let's see. There's a Liberty Inn. That's it. There we go. That's it. So uh, I was able to go ahead and order. Oh, golly. What did I even order that night? I don't remember. <laughs> but uh, while well, I was just sitting there waiting for my wife, I pulled it up. I ordered my dinner, paid for it. Uh, all I had to do was just uh, put my thumbprint uh, using my iPhone and uh, – I walked over and I got the notification right as I was walking in that my food was ready to be picked up. That you works know, pretty simple good. and easy. Yeah, I was you know honestly surprised that you know it wasn't that difficult to use. Um, and from the time that I spent looking around the parks, it didn't appear that there were a lot of people utilizing this service. Uh, you know, we would see you know lines uh, that would take maybe twenty minutes to get through. Where this app, you have your meal within five minutes. 
Wow. Absolutely, you know, fantastic. Um, yeah, and you might want to use it. Though. Apparently, they have apple pie a la mode at the Fife and Drum Tavern. Uh, and I'm even seeing some picture. Uh, there's a funnel cake stand that you can get ice cream that's just like a butter slab. Uh, so you get ice cream on your funnel mm. cake over there in Epcot. Wow. <laughs> now, there's a lot of good options and a lot of good mm-hmm. uh, meal choices over there. A lot of good treat choices as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. We might have to uh, keep an eye on the Disney food blog and share some things we find over here. Mm-hmm. So uh, after we had our dinner, we went ahead and just walked one pavilion over to the German pavilion. Uh, there is a shop there that's actually uh, operated by um, Werther's Caramels. Ooh. And they have caramel popcorn. They have snickerdoodles drizzled with caramel. Um, they've got all sorts of caramel treats there. Uh, my wife got the caramel popcorn. I got one of the snickerdoodles. Oh, and uh, so good. Yeah, see, so, I'd almost so be afraid good. to add anything to Snickerdoodle because it's almost the perfect cookie. Mm-hmm. So, but I do enjoy some caramel, so. Well, and, and again, it's it's Werther's caramel. Oh. So it's it's definitely some good stuff. Ooh. So, yeah. So yeah, you lick all the caramel good. off and then you eat the cookie. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, it was getting dark by this time, so... You know, reluctantly, um, it had been a very long day for us. I would have liked to have stayed for Illuminations, but we did not. not. Uh, we, we completed the uh, loop around World Showcase Lagoon and uh, ended up calling it a day. We took the bus back to the Animal Kingdom uh, parking lot where we found our car back in Unicorn P and made our way back to our hotel that night. Yes, and we got a chance to say Unicorn P again. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Did you get a chance to discover any magical properties of Unicorn P? No, I did not. Okay. I wasn't willing to play with any Unicorn P at all. <laughs> you just parked your car in it. Exactly. Hopefully it wasn't that deep. <laughs> For those who are scratching their heads and wondering if we have suddenly... Uh, turned a corner into what we were talking about, please go back and listen to the previous episode where I discussed how we ended up parking in Unicorn Section P as in Papa. Yes. But, you know, I think I have to do some work and uh, maybe we need to have a T-shirt in the shop that's Unicorn P. <laughs> Could be. Could be. Oh, yes. Maybe Philip will help me draw something up or... Or it's, uh, well, Adrian, it, it would cost us for Adrian to do it. Adrian would do a really good job of it, but he's he gets paid for that kind of work. So I don't know if we can afford him, but <laughs> I know he'd do a good job of it. So oh yeah, yeah he definitely oh, would. Oh, that would be because yeah, we'd have to get it drawn up in Illustrator. But yeah, be on the lookout because that's that's an idea that definitely has some merit. Uh, Unicorn P T-shirt only available in yellow. Maybe we'll just have a, have a picture of an embarrassed <laughs> unicorn and then just have a shirt that's in yellow. There you go. Oh, yes. I'll, I'll get to work on that. That's that's a good idea. If I could draw a good unicorn, I would do it myself. But I'll, I'll see what I can do and see what I can make that happen. All righty. Well, we did have, have a nice restful night. Uh, we got up the next morning and made our way directly to the Magic Kingdom. Now, I've seen... Again, I've seen videos of the big archway going through the uh, parking turnstiles. 
again, I, I, I wasn't quite sure what to expect. I knew that uh, we'd have to make our way over to the Ticket and Transportation Center. I had no idea what direction we were going to go in order to do that or even how we were going to get over to the park itself because, you know, between the Ticket and Transportation Center and the parking lot for Disney World, you've got the Seven Seas Lagoon. Ooh, yes. And there are multiple ways to get around it, but you certainly don't want to walk it. <laughs> At least you don't want to walk it, you know, and uh, with humidity and uh-huh. everything going on. Yeah, especially so, since you just came out of that unicorn pee. Yes. <laughs> so, um, fortunately, we met a cast member as we were walking on over. There's actually a little tunnel that goes underneath the road uh, between the parking lot and the ticket and transportation center. And we stopped her right there and we just asked, so it's our first time here. We don't know what direction to go. We don't know what the best way to take is. She said, you know, if it were my first time, I would take the ferry across. We said, oh, that would be absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much. And she said, you know, and if you don't want to take the ferry, you know, there's all sorts of signs and everything for the uh, monorails. Just just follow the signs. We said, great. Wah, wah. We got there. You said monorail. I couldn't help it. It was in my head. I had to go <laughs> wah, wah. If you don't want to know so what we, that is, go check out Window to the Magic. <laughs> yes, yes. And not Doorway to the Enchantment. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so we uh, we got over and we found out that the ferry had already left. Oh, no. Did she leave any pixie dust behind? You could have no, flown over. No, she did not. <laughs> <laughs> so, and it was going to be quite some time before it returned. They were only one running a single ferry at that time. Oh, goodness. So uh, we ended up taking the monorail uh-huh. around the uh, western loop. Uh, so that took us to uh, uh, the Polynesian Resort and Grand Floridian before continuing on to the Magic Kingdom. Uh, as we, uh, you know, fortunately there were no, uh, inadvertent accidents upon the monorail, <laughs> no nice. windows falling out, no doors opening. <laughs> uh, and I'm just, again, I'm giddy as we're going down the ramp from the monorails down to the, uh, to the gates for magic kingdom. Wow. Uh, we, we walk through and of course I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm from Disneyland. Disneyland is my, you know, home resort. I, you know, know what to expect as I come up to the train station and walk through the archways. And I knew this was going to be different because rather than a single archway on either end of the uh, train station, there are two Mm -hmm. archways uh, or two sets of archways. Uh, I was surprised to find out that that's where their uh, stroller rentals are and their ECB rentals. Um, and we walk on through, and there I, uh, we walk on the uh, west through the western side, and there we see the Emporium, and we see Town Square, and I pick up my phone to kind of record my reaction as we're walking uh, through Main Street and approaching uh, Town Square, where we could see the castle for the first time. My wife's doing the same. We're just giddy and, you know, acting like newlyweds and we walk up and we turn the corner and my jaw just absolutely drops. I take it in for a moment and just say, we're here. Yeah. I mean, that castle is huge compared to Disneyland. It is. And and I fully expected it. And in this case, it was neither larger nor smaller than what I expected. 
is precisely the size that I had anticipated. All right, Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we made our way. Um, we knew that uh, uh, the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train is still the big main ride. Oh, yeah. We actually you know, made sure that we got there early so that we could be you know, as close to the, to the ride as we could at rope drop. Uh, we actually found ourselves uh, just to the um, east side of the castle, uh, going into Fantasyland. Um, you know, down down the they, they had it blocked off with a rope, and just down the way, I could see the Mad Tea Party. I'm like, oh man, it's it, everything here feels familiar but strange and different at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I figure by that you mean the the teacups because I don't think the Mad Tea Party is doing its thing anymore. Well, yes, the teacups. Yeah. Uh, as far as a, a, a nighttime electronic show with music, and no, that's Mad Tea. Okay, I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, because you said Mad Tea Party, and I was like, what? Huh? No, he must mean the teacups. <laughs> yes, yes, the teacups. Uh, we uh, got to see. The area where we at, we couldn't quite see the front of the castle. We could see uh, a little bit of activity going on. Uh, of course, they've got an opening ceremony to start off the day, uh, in which several characters come out. Uh, you have the um, uh, fairy godmother who appears up on the castle, and when you say "bibbity bobbity boo," fireworks go off. Woohoo! Nine o'clock in the morning, <laughs> daytime fireworks. Uh, and the rope is let down, and you're allowed to proceed. Um, we got to chat with the cast members there. They said, just stay close to us. We'll take you right on over to Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Awesome. Uh, so as as we're walking, um, you know, we, we, we like to think that we're kind and consensuous of the people around us. Uh, the people around us were not. <laughs> and somewhere during the melee, uh, I lost my uh, flip-flop. Uh-oh. <laughs> and it ended up getting kicked around by about three or four people who were all stampeding towards Seven Dwarves Mine Train. I eventually find it. We end up you know, still being able to get into line. And we wrote it. Um, you know, the, the queue itself is kind of neat and interesting because you're going into these mines. And there's some interactive uh, tables and areas where you can play with spinning some of the gems around. Oh, or uh, there's, there's a little uh, video game. Uh, in a trough, which you can just look down and play. And uh, I, I don't recall too much of what that was about because we were moving kind of quickly through the line. Of course, they're trying to get as many people in and get that line packed in. So, you know, there's, you know, they've got enough, you know, they're just doing what they're doing. Um, we finally make our way onto the ride. Um, yeah, and it's fun. Um, I don't know if you know this journey, but, uh, the cars are like mine cars that swing mm -hmm. left and right. Uh, so as you're making a turn, uh, the car will actually swing out of the path of the track. So it'll be a little bit more like a high-speed roller coaster, really, with the ones that you kind of will bank a turn. That's what it, mm -hmm. from what I'm looking at, that's it what really it looks banks. like. It really banks around. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So they don't no, have to like go that fast to make you feel like you're going really fast. Exactly. And, you know, really, it is a kid's roller coaster. Um, it's designed not to frighten young kids, but to give them a little bit of a thrill. And, you know, it's, it's fun. Uh, you take a corner uh, after coasting around for a little bit, and you end up in the dwarves' mine as you uh, see them starting to uh, make their way home. They sing hi-ho, and you climb up the main lift 
for the roller coaster as they're marching by you singing hi-ho. When you come out, you crest over the top, you go down, and of course you go back around, you're swinging back and forth. You know, like, it's a whole lot of fun. And the ride ends uh, as you come up to the dwarves' cottage. You can see through the window, and they've actually taken the figures that were in the Snow White ride at Disney World. You'll remember they closed that so they could make room for a princess meet and greet. Yep. Um, but they took the, well, they're not truly animatronic figures, but they took the figures from inside the ride, and they've actually got them inside this little cottage dancing. Yeah, looks really neat. So it's a, a nice little tribute. And uh, my wife was ooing and aahing over it, and I was like, oh, that's cute. And, uh, you know, because our, our train actually stopped there for, for a few moments, you know, because you know, there's loading and unloading going on ahead of it before they let the car move on through. When the car starts to move on back into the loading area, you come past the front of the cottage where the door is, and there you can see the old peddler woman, the Wicked Witch. <laughs> waiting with an apple and, and okay, make your wish and take a bite <laughs> our magic comes at a price dearie yes. oh wait no that's Rumpelstiltskin <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> so um you know I mentioned that uh yeah we were at the front of the line and then we got back a bit because of the uh issues with my flip flop <laughs> the cast member who had seen us there at the you know at rope drop was there waiting as we got off the ride. And she said, Oh, you got held up. I'm so sorry about that. And we explained what had happened. And she said, Oh, well, would you like to ride again? <laughs> sure. Well, I, I'm the kind of person I don't like to take up someone else's spot mm. on a ride. And, you know, especially it's a new ride. You got people experiencing it for the first time. I'm not going to be the person that, you know, bumps you back a little bit further in online just to wait uh, just so someone can ride it again. So we, 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 we thanked her and, you know, we really remarked, you know, that's one of the ways that Disney, you know, helps to bring a little bit of magic into the day. That's a cast member who recognized there was a problem, wanted to step up and, and offer something to make up for it, even though they had no control over it. Uh, it was completely the ineptness of my being able to walk and being surrounded by a few hundred thousand people who <laughs> wanted to get to that ride. Yeah. But, but you know, it, it was still nice and kind of her to, to think about us and, and recognize that. And the moral of the story is don't wear flip-flops to a Disney park. <laughs> <laughs> At least not first thing in the morning and right. heading towards the most recent attraction. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> Or you will be barefoot uh, we, in a Disney park. <laughs> <laughs> we then uh, made our way over to PhilharMagic. And this is something that I've known about for quite some time. And, you know, I, I thought that it was a really interesting concept of having Donald interacting with different Disney movies. Now, uh, is this something that you got the chance to experience, Jeremy? Yes, I did. I loved it. Uh, Lost Boy Philip told me that I had to make sure that I got in on it. Uh, when I went there, my friend Josh was not so sure about it, and I says, oh, no, this has been highly recommended. we got to check this out. It's a 3D show. And it was so much fun with all the songs you know that you could kind of sing along but getting to see Donald interact with these characters and then the fun of course they have with you in the audience where Donald ends up by the end of the show I won't spoil it for you uh, <laughs> it's just so much fun because even before the show starts you know there you know you can hear goofy in the background you know somewhere backstage moving around doing things before the show's starting and 
Oh, it's just if you love these characters, it's it's just so much fun. Oh, it really is. And, you know, and, and it's also a good uh, way to look at how Disney is updating the, the looks of the characters, because, you know, this is all a CG production. Yeah. Uh, you get to see uh, be our guest as if it were made in CG. Yeah. Lumiere dancing around on all the plates and utensils and everything. Um, I really enjoyed it. It, it. it was a fun, you know, little diversion, a good opportunity to get out of the sun for a few minutes. Oh, definitely. yes. Uh, and, uh, you know, we, we just enjoyed it. Um, from there, I know that uh, Peter Pan is right next to it. You've also got It's a Small World just right across the way from there. Uh, we're fairly familiar with both of these attractions at Disneyland, so we felt that we were fairly safe uh, bypassing them as we went to uh, you know see what other adventures there were. And as we passed by It's a Small World, I looked up and I could have sworn you know, I found us in the kingdom of Corona. Oh, yes, except for you just want to use the bathroom. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we found the Tangled Bathrooms. And it's great. They've got uh, wanted pictures for uh, Flynn Rider everywhere. They just cannot get his nose right. Um, they, they've got a replica of the tower. There are, you know, flowers everywhere. You know, just, just a wonderfully decorated and themed area. Uh, inside the uh, restroom, um, not going to get too technical, but uh, they did have frying pans available. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. At least that was the men's room. I can't say anything about the uh, about the ladies' room, but <laughs> they thought of everything. Oh, my goodness. You know, uh, what I would do as a joke is uh, however much money it would take to get uh, a likeness of Zach Levi and actually have a drawing that looks kind of like him as a wanted poster. <laughs> I was like, wow, they got the whole thing wrong this time. That looks nothing like Flynn Rider. Yeah, he's got a lightning bolt underneath his chin. <laughs> uh, Shazam, for anyone who doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, but we should probably hold here and pick this up uh, in another okay, show, because okay. otherwise we're going to run long. So uh, I'm not sure what we I'm going to have plenty. next on the show, but we'll come back hey, to hey, this. That- that's okay, because we've still got plenty of adventures oh, to talk yes. about. So you just have to keep listening, and Eric will keep telling us what all he did on his trip. Just Hopefully it won't be another three months. <laughs> right. So, well, you know what? If we if we get a chance, we'll probably tell the rest of it, because I know I'm not going to be around, so we might as well just keep telling the story. So, yeah, we'll probably try to pick this up again then next time. All right. Thank you for listening to the Neverland Podcast. We invite you back next week for more fun and adventure. Until then, remember to keep a pixie in your pocket. It's that young at heart, positive attitude that you can share with others. And remember to visit our website at NeverlandPodcast.com. There you can find links to our news page, our shop, our contact page, where you can easily send an email to podcast at NeverlandPodcast.com. You can also find our Neverlanders page, where you can find out how to become an official Lost Boy or Pixie, because girls are too clever to get lost. Become a real Neverlander! Please feel free to leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at NeverlandPCast. And like our Neverland Podcast fan page on Facebook. We also have a group on Facebook for you to join. We also appreciate your support to keep the Neverland Podcast up and running. 
Visit patreon.com slash neverlandpodcast to donate to Keeping the Pixie Dust Alive. Copyright content featured on the Neverland Podcast is copyright of their respective creators and used under fair use license. All original content is copyright of Blue Band Productions and a very special thanks to Yeehaw Bob Jackson at yeehawbob.com for our new ending music. God bless! Yeah! Hello everybody, this is Yeehaw Bob Jackson. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, it's true.